Today's podcast is sponsored by Wonderful Pistachios, where delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts out there, and each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It is no secret how much I love pistachios. I love pistachios. It is part of my identity, and honestly, there are so many fantastic flavors. My personal favorite is the wonderful pistachios no salt. It has a little blue emblem on it for the bag. So delicious. I know others love the roasted and salted, even lightly salted. There's a sweet chili that's good, a salt and pepper. There are so many options, and you can have them in the shell or no shell. Cracking each pistachio open one at a time? Yes, wonderful pistachios is the only exception I make for playing with my food. It is fun and protein all in one bite. Go ahead and visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more or pick up a bag at your local store. Let's get to cracking and let's get to snacking. Welcome to the Fun and Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and let the gains begin. What's up, you guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome back to the podcast. Last week, we skipped a week because it was summer break. And that is the first summer break I've taken since I've done this podcast almost for two years, which has been really cool. It was nice to take a little break, but I'm so happy to be back and to chat with you guys today to recap Miami, recap just life, what's going on, and then also answer a lot of your Q&As. I asked a couple weeks ago on Instagram, what are some questions you have? So I'm really excited and looking forward to getting to those today as well. To start with the Miami recap, it was really fun. So I flew out with Vinny to Miami for a photo shoot with Gymshark. It was like a photo video shoot and these are not your typical photo or video shoots because it's Gymshark and gym wear. We are normally in the gym for a day doing multiple reps and sets, getting shots, having to redo exercises, going all out. And it it is so much fun. Like, I'm not going to lie. It is definitely some of the most tiring days of my life at times, especially because the this was kind of an outdoor gym. Like, it was indoor, but they had their doors all open and it was so hot and humid. I just felt like all moisture was evaporating and I could not drink enough water but I honestly like I don't mind the humidity so it didn't bug me but I was hot like it took it out of me it was a it was a great day but I was getting toasty I was getting hungry I was tired lots of movement lots of working out but honestly, like they're really fun. So you'll see a lot more of that content coming soon, which is going to be so epic. And you'll see the reason why that announcement will be tomorrow. So if you're listening to this Wednesday, the next day, the 22nd, that announcement is going to go live for you to know why did we fly out there? It was honestly so sick though, meeting so many of the other Gymshark girls. I feel like that's always one of the major takeaways is just meeting new people and making new connections and just like learning about others training style and being inspired by others like everyone was so kind and amazing I think this is like honestly the best shoot and Gymshark trip I've been on just because the girls in the group was so much fun everybody was so welcoming and kind and nice and it just felt really good so that was amazing we were in the studio one day doing really fun cute studio shots getting to know each other and then yeah the next day we were in the gym busting it out and a lot of us like that's our space so it was so much fun 
getting in the gym, cranking it out, like so much cool stuff to come. So I'm really excited for you guys to see that. I did not vlog anything on YouTube, but made a couple TikToks and photos and stuff that you'll see a little bit better for behind the scenes. And I did end up bringing Vinny on this trip too, which is something I really typically do not do. Normally he will stay home, but Darian was off and away doing clinicals. So he had to come with me. And then I ended up flying my mom out to Miami too. So we were able to get some good time together and it was really fun to spend time. And then when I was working, she was hanging out with Vinny. We were right by the beach. We had a pool. So there was a lot of fun things happening and it was really cool and a special moment to be able to share that with Vinny and to be able to include him and have him come with me as well as I know I'm going to miss the days when like he was my little travel buddy and we would always make trips together. Like he's honestly, such a good traveler now so he made the trip really fun and special for me that's a good weekly recap now on to the review of the week this one is from antonia it says meet your new bestie i just started listening to britney's podcast and you know how much i love it i went all the way back to episode number one to get caught up on all the episodes i learned something new from every single one including the crazy gym stories britney keeps it fun and encouraging while educating us on how to live a healthy and sustainable lifestyle i'm gonna be sad when i get all caught up because i won't be able to listen to four episodes a day anymore if I could rate this podcast more than five stars, then I would. Also, hi, Darian. You guys are my favorites. Mm, I love this. I love this so much. That reminds me, I kind of want to do a gym stories episode coming up soon. So that would be fun. Just got to, you know, see when that fits into Darian's schedule. He's a hot commodity these days. Getting into the bulk of today's episode, we are now going to be doing our Q&A. Again, I asked on Instagram, so I'm just going to be answering some of them. In the very first one that I'm actually going to answer, this is the first little bubble. It says, what are your favorite meals? And I love this because I recently feel like I've really gotten back into my cooking era per se. I used to cook every single meal. I have been struggling with my time management. So I do like that meal kit delivery service where I get two or three meals a week and it helps me cook. But now I just, for whatever reason, like I woke up like a week or two ago and I was like, oh, I feel like ready to cook my own meals again. So that's what I've been doing. And I think it's also the help of a lot of TikTok and Instagram recipe ideas that I've been loving. And I also want to like film them and share them with you as well. So I have been loving to cook. With that being said, my favorite meals right now. Okay, this this first one's going to be weird. This is like not really even a meal, but ground turkey with carnitas seasoning and black beans. I am on a black bean kick. Like I have eaten four cans of black beans in the past two days. Like I don't know what is wrong with me. Like I just can't get enough black beans and that's just the most random thing right now in the random food combination. Like that is so easy for me to make and it's what I make after my workouts right now. It's just super stacked in protein and fiber and I also squeeze fresh lime over all of it. It is so good. That's really weird and random and not even a meal. But moving on, I tried this new recipe. It's these teriyaki chicken cucumber boats. I posted them on Instagram. Okay, let me say, when you look at them, you're like, mm, is that even going to be good? Like it looks a little bit funky. No, this is so good. You definitely have to try these. I am so shocked at how delicious this is. Basically, I just cut a cucumber in half and then in half again, and you can scoop out the seeds and then you just pile in rice teriyaki chicken. I put in a ton of avocado and then spicy mayo. I feel like that is the key. It is so good. And then sesame seeds and green onion. Absolutely good. Also, spicy mayo is just sriracha and mayo mixed together. You guys, I 
now I'm craving this meal. It is almost 10 p.m. at night and I want to go make this. I don't know why. It's just, it's so good to me right now. I'm like, mm, let's go. Another favorite meal is avocado toast. I have that every single morning. I used to be an oatmeal girly where I had that like this same day for a year or two years. I'd have oatmeal every single morning and now it's avocado toast. So I do sourdough bread. I toast it, add butter. I do about a quarter of an avocado on like each slice and mash that, add some salt, and then do eggs. Anywhere from two to four eggs I will eat in the morning with that. And then I also have it with mixed fruit. Normally it's berries. It's summer, so we do strawberries, we do raspberries, we do blueberries. That's typically my breakfast, one of my favorite meals of all time. Other meals that are my all-time favorite, salmon bowls. I cannot recommend this one enough. It is so good. And if you don't like salmon, you can use tofu. If you don't like salmon, you can also use chicken. But I will, it's first of all, it's rice and then avocado, cucumber, edamame. Sometimes I'll add shredded carrots, still spicy mayo, some soy sauce. And then I just cook the salmon in soy sauce or I just cook it with some seasonings like salt, pepper, garlic, etc. That is phenomenal. I feel like that's everything that I put into the salmon bowl. I might be missing something. That is 10 out of 10. Also, shrimp bowls. Oh my goodness. And also that reminds me because of the shrimp lemon pasta. It's like lemon garlic shrimp pasta. It's so good. Darian always makes it. Oh my goodness. It's like his forte. That's what he always makes. And it is so good every single time. Also, honey hot chicken. Like all you have to do is add a little bit of panko to your chicken to make it crispy. And then you'll mix together hot sauce and honey and pour that over your chicken. Have it with, I don't know, potatoes. Have it with sweet potatoes. Have it with green beans, rice. You can pick the sides. Always a veggie and a carb. And that is 10 out of 10. It is so good. I love honey hot chicken. Oh my gosh. I had that today too. And it is so good. There are so many meals, so many recipes. I'm excited to continuously share them on Instagram so you can get a visual. But Oh yeah, there's a lot of good ones and I am finally back in my cooking groove, which I really like. This next one is such a good question and it's something that I haven't even thought about. It says, when you first started working out again when you were postpartum, did you count macros or anything? When I very, very first started my health and fitness journey, I counted macros for, I honestly, I don't even remember. So I'd say anywhere from a month to three months max, I counted my macros to really just become educated and informed about what I was eating, how I could do better, like just learning all about it, what's going on. And I liked it better than just counting calories because I wanted to get really serious into nutrition and it helped me just learn, oh, I can do better here. I can get more protein in here etc. It was really educational for me. Now, when I went through this again, postpartum and started working out, I did not count macros at all. I was breastfeeding. And again, I always told myself, hey, it took me nine, 10 months to grow a baby. I'm not going to worry about it until nine or 10 months. Like I'm not going to put that guilt or pressure. So I really was just trying to be intuitive, listen to my body, try to get into those patterns again. And truthfully, for the first like four months, with a newborn, you are in survival mode. I am sleep deprived. I've got other issues I'm trying to deal with. (laughs) Healing, physically, figuring out my new life, my new routine. I did not care to worry about macros and adding in that stress or that guilt. For me, was not something that I wanted or needed. So I just tried to do intuitively and I've been eating that way for so long. I really try to listen to my body, but I have a really good base knowledge from back when I first started of about how much protein I need to eat. I can look at a serving size and say, that's four ounces, that's six ounces. Like I have a good idea 
of what it looks like. And I know day to day is going to change. I know some days I'm hungrier, I'm going to eat a little bit more. I know some days I'm not going to be as hungry. That's fine. I eat until I'm full. And when I'm full, I stop. Those are simple things that I try to go by. Even when I was postpartum, like I'm breastfeeding. I was hungry all the time. I was tired all the time. I craved so many things. I know I lived off of pumpkin muffins. I had Vinny in November, all of November, all of December. All I ate was pumpkin muffins and like these meatballs, like the Ikea meatballs. That was what I remember living off of. And I remember I'd have one solid meal a day where I had my protein, my carb, and my veggie. That is what I could manage. And that's kind of was my baseline to get me back on. I know I wanted to try to maintain all of the habits that I had previously. Like I didn't want to throw everything away. So I tried to be a little bit diligent on that, but knowing that it wasn't perfect by any means. And that's a really cool and good question. Right below that, I've got another question that has to do with eating that I think is really important to address, especially for a younger audience or an audience who has struggled with eating in the past. This one says, the mindset of being okay with eating, not being afraid to eat. And I know that there are even jokes in society of, a vacation's coming up, like we need to not eat as much. We need to, you know, the things that we associate calorie deficit with is starving yourself, not eating, under eating, et cetera, et cetera. Like weight loss is just thought of, oh, just see how long you can go without eating and see how great you can be of just not eating, period. Or it's like a little bit silly. So against that, the mindset of being okay with eating, what I think has helped. And again, this is coming from personal. I'm taking off like my professional hat. This is my uh, personal hat, personal feelings, personal beliefs. Once you're educated of the benefits of eating and that you need it to survive, to thrive, for your body to have function scientifically, to be able to live a long and happy life, to not have a lot of negative side effects in your life, Once you realize that and internalize that and become educated of how beneficial food is and that it is not the enemy, you are going to set yourself free. You're going to feel like a brand new person because every time you go to eat, you're going to say, I know that this is helping my body in some shape or form, even if it's just a moment of a chocolate chip cookie and you're like, oh my gosh, this tastes amazing. This is amazing. Not the most nutritional benefits, but it's so nice to have a warm cookie with milk. Like that speaks volumes to me. That does something for my mind, my body, and my soul. Even though the nutrition benefits aren't always the highest as it is with salmon and broccoli and all these other great foods, but all things in moderation, you know that's what I always say and I want you to know that. But once you become educated, I have a great episode. I think it's macros and micros. Give that a listen. I break down why you need carbs, fats, proteins, what foods you can find that in. I also have a YouTube video if you're more visual. Please watch that. You will learn what your body does when it has protein. It's helping you rebuild your muscles. A lot of nutrients and foods, these vitamins and minerals are helping your body with daily function, helping you digest, helping you go to the bathroom without pain. There are countless benefits to eating and realizing and having that mindset shift that this is for your health and this is not about aesthetics. This is about you living a long and happy life filled with food that you enjoy. You don't have to 
stress about meal times. You don't have to count every single calorie for the rest of your life. You can come to a place where you have an idea of what to eat, what's going to make you feel good. You're prioritizing whole nutrient-dense foods. You go out on the weekend, you're not stressing about it, and you're just happy. So that is the ultimate goal. That is where I want everyone to be. And along that way, if having that great mindset shift of not being afraid to eat, you've got it. It's going to take some baby steps and it's going to take some unlearning and relearning. But becoming educated and doing some stuff on micronutrients, macronutrients, see what that does for your body that is really going to help you. So you can give that past podcast episode a listen or watch that YouTube video. Transitioning into some motherhood questions, one of them is going to be, what is my favorite part of being a mom? And I just think this is a cool personal take. And I would say making new memories with Vinny. That is my favorite part. Whenever we're going out to the park and it's just like one of those days where we're having so much fun and like I can tell I'm going to remember this day. I could tell he's going to remember this day. All of these trips like he still talks about all of the trips we've been on. I don't know how he remembers it and I don't know if he's going to remember it when he's 25. But for now he's constantly talking about all of them and recalling these trips and recalling different parks we've been to recalling so many cool memories and to see him enjoy that is awesome. Also the pool days like that is just so nostalgic for summer. Packing all of the snacks, getting all the pool toys ready, going to the store with Darian and getting all the summer stuff. For me that is my favorite part of being able to watch him enjoy his childhood and knowing he is making those memories for himself. Like watching him grow up through that childhood is just the coolest thing ever. Also, a fly just landed on my computer and I need to punch it, but like it's my computer. So (laughs) no, what do I do? Okay, the fly is nowhere to be seen. So I to be determined on uh, how that's going to end up, but let's move to the next question. Yes, we've gotten into some great gym and training questions. I'm going to first answer some about my gym and then we'll talk about the gym training, etc. So when it comes to having built my own gym, wait, let me find the exact question. Oh, is your gym going to be just for you guys or is it going to be open to clients and guests? Here's the tricky thing and I've given this so much thought but because we are most likely going to be moving in under a year we're going to keep it private just for us to use but I'm believing that like my goal is to open it up for weekends I want to do community events so like on Saturdays we uh, we open it up we can have, I don't know, 20, 30 people come in. We can do group workouts, even run outside. Like there's some trails close by, come in, do a workout. Like everybody has some supplements, chat, and then we can do that every Saturday. That's my idea of what I would like to do. We are still trying to finish the gym and there's a couple other things that need to get done before we can open that up. I'm really hoping before the end of July, this can start, but who knows? We will see where the timing gets us. I'm trying not to add too much pressure to myself to get this up and running because it's been a really tough month of clinicals for Darian and I know it's only going to get harder his last year. So we're doing our best, but that's what we want. If we were staying here long term, it would be 100% open to the public. We would have, you know, a staff, employees, memberships, all of that. But because it's not even going to be open for a full year, 
I don't want to like bring people in as guests or as members and be like, yeah, enjoy the gym for five months and then go find another gym. It just kind of complicates things. So where we relocate, I believe we're going to go even maybe a little bigger and possibly do a commercial gym that way. Who knows? We will see. But that is kind of the dream idea of what we would like is wherever we end up moving after grad school, hopefully find a space and either do another small private one where again we can do community events or go even bigger and make it commercial and hopefully have a lot of success and fun with that. I also got some questions on how to start a gym and everything that went into it. I feel like I did a really good job at covering this in part one of building a gym on my YouTube channel about finding a location, finding a realtor, finding, or not a realtor, but finding a landlord, a space that you can lease. That is like the first step. And then you have to have your own vision. You have to go to city. You have to get, you know, your city plans inspected. You have to go through all your inspections ordering equipment, getting things painted, like having a vision of what you want to do, what type of flooring, what type of decals do you want on your wall. All the decor and equipment stuff is a lot easier than initially finding a place, finding a place that's going to fit your budget, getting all of your approvals through the city hall, going through that application, uh, doing all of your inspections. Like that is the hard part. I go more in depth about that on the YouTube video. So give that a watch and that will answer a lot more of your questions. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry a bunch of different stressors. Recently, Darian and I are working through moving, him graduating, taking boards, wrapping up things here in Michigan, and our cross-country move to Florida. Like us, I assume that you also probably have a lot of things that are going on in your life and some stressors, whether they are big or small. And oftentimes we can keep them bottled up and then it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy can be a safe place for you to get things off of your chest and try to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, go ahead and give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Brit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P lp.com slash brit skincare from the sea you got that right i'm introducing you to the brand osea if you have not heard of them yet this company is called osea it stands for ocean sun earth and atmosphere and it is an amazing skincare and body care company this company is vegan and cruelty free they're climate neutral certified and ocean positive it is a clean beauty company checks all of the boxes i love these products so much i actually gave some away to some of you for the local event so that you could try them as well. Some of the favorite ones that I use are the body oil and lotion. And then I also love the hyaluronic serum and the ID puff serum. And every time I use them, I feel so luxurious. They also have a few gift sets that are going on for Mother's Day, which is really fun. They have a glow and go facial set and then a golden glow body set. I'm definitely going to get my mom one of these. I just don't know which yet. So go ahead and treat yourself or your mom to the everyday spa experience that you deserve. 
deserve. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code FUNGAINS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OseaMalibu.com and use code FUNGAINS for 10% off. All right, one of my favorite questions. Okay, it says, what has become a staple move for each? And then they list off some muscle groups. So first is back, staple back exercises. Oh, you know, I love to talk about this. So I'm laughing at myself because I just geek out over this. One, pull-ups. In tandem with that, I'm going to say lap pull-downs. Like both of those are staples if you're really interested into pull-ups, like lap pull-downs simultaneously. I think that is such a staple. You got to have strong lats if you want to do upper body moves. Like it's a big powerhouse anatomy-wise of muscle. So strengthen that. Get your lats nice. Your traps are also huge if we're talking anatomically. But rows are a staple. And what's cool about that is there's so many different ways you can do rows. Like if you are so bored, if you are in a plateau, you've been doing the same type of rows. Like there are a thousand different types of rows you can do. You can do bent over row underhand. You can do overhand. You can do chest supported rows. You can do chest supported row neutral grip. You can do cable rows. You can do single arm cable row. You can do narrow grip. You can do wide grip. You can do neutral grip cable rows. I mean, you can do, I'm like thinking, I'm visualizing all this right now. Did I say, you can do high row. They have like 20 different machines. ISO row, I love that row machine. You can do single arm rows. That's another one with a dumbbell. I mean, I got you covered. Rows, period. That's a good one. I say those are the top two for back, some type of row and lats. Yeah, that's good. I mean, there's so many other things, but I'm going to leave it at that. Keep it short and simple. Move on to the next. Legs. I'm going to say legs is a separate one and then glutes, right? Because I feel like we got to put those into two separate categories. Legs, squats. It is a compound movement. You are getting the most bang for your buck when it's a compound movement. You are recruiting the most amount of muscle. So when you're doing a squat, you're working your calves, your hamstrings, your glutes, your quads, tons of different muscle fibers, your upper body holding the bar, your core. So many muscle groups are being recruited to work for this. It is an amazing, fantastic movement. Again, there's a bunch of different ways that you can do squats. The movement is fantastic all the way up until you are 95. That exercise is going to help you through eternity. Squats. Another great one is deadlifts. It's another great functional movement because how many times are we picking up things off the floor? Me, picking up after my toddler and myself. <laughs> 24-7, having a good, strong back and just knowing how, well, deadlifts, yeah, they do work your back, but just knowing how to properly lift things so you're not throwing out your back, so you're not hurting yourself, you're moving, you're putting in furniture, you're building furniture, you're out on the farm, you're, I don't know, lifting patients in the hospital, whatever it is you're doing for your job, like learning how to properly lift, not hurting your back is crucial. So deadlift. Also, a great compound movement where you're working a lot of muscles at the same time. So you're also going to get the most bang for your buck, especially if you're looking to build muscle, shred, tone, all of it, like all of it. You're going to love. Those are my top two for legs. A fun one to throw in. I think I'm psycho because low-key, I kind of like Bulgarian split squats. They just always hit every time. You know, an exercise where you're just like, 
every time, man, these feel good. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> For chest. Oh, I mean, I feel like this is so obvious. Uh, chest press. I like incline chest because it works your shoulders just a little bit more. And we know I'm a shoulder hoe, so... <laughs> Yeah, I like incline and flat for chest. I think flies are really fun if you do them on the cable. Like sometimes you just get a nice squeeze on the chest when you're doing those flies. I'm like doing them right now in my room, just mocking them up because yeah, I, I do love some good chest flies on the cables as well as push-ups. Like that's good. And if you do close grip push-ups, fantastic. Also, let me throw in dips if we're doing body weight. That's four. That's a lot of exercises, but yeah, I love that. Oh, the fly's back. I really thought I got him, but I didn't. All right, and the last one is shoulders. We know shoulders are my favorite. You probably already know what I'm going to say. A shoulder press, shooting for strength, like that is a staple move. I love a good shoulder press, an overhead press. That's another great, even functional movement. Like how many times do you have to lift your hands above your head? You just want to have good mobility and I want to be, I want to be strong on that. Who knows when I'm going to need to lift something heavy over my head. It's so great to have these, these movements and they, they mean more than just in the gym. You can take them out of life and still apply them. So love a good shoulder press, military press. The second one I'm just going to say is lateral raises, lateral raises till I die because I want them to be juicy and that helps them. Also, I'm so sorry. I got to do this, but rear delt flies also. It's like your rear delt, so it's still part of your delt, right? Three muscle heads, delt, shoulder. But <laughs> I normally throw them in on back day because it's posterior, so it's on the back of your body. So it's normally why I throw it in on back day. But that's another fantastic one. Man, I could really talk about that question forever, but we got to move on. I love this next question. It says, any tips for getting back into a healthy lifestyle routine after a break? This is so good because how many times have I said, I'm off track or I've taken a break or I've just traveled for the past week? Like we are all constantly, well, sometimes there are periods where I am in a routine for like six to eight months and like nothing's bogging me down. Like I've got nothing going on. I can just crank it out. There are other times where Things are absolutely insane and I'm constantly traveling and I'm falling out of a routine left and right. Times like now, this is kind of the time period I'm in right now. It's just extremely busy with so many different things going on. So I got you. I got tons of tips and advice and there are a lot of other podcast episodes on this as well. So give them a listen. I always say three things. The first is going to be if something was working before, go back to it. Like if you were in a great routine before and you just took some time off, you were traveling, whatever it is, you took a break, but what you were doing before work, go back to that, whatever that was. Like so many times I feel like we have to reinvent the wheel or do something new, but no, if that routine was working, get back to it. If you're working out four days a week and cooking four meals at home and you would eat out twice a week or whatever it is, like do that. If that worked, stick with it. If that didn't work, first thing you're going to do is pick how many days a week are you wanting to exercise. That is going to be up to you and you as an individual. 
What does your schedule look like? Make it be realistic. If you know three days is probable and you're setting yourself up for five or six days, you're going to feel like a failure. You're going to get a mental headspace. You're going to feel like you're not into your routine. You're letting yourself down, et cetera, et cetera. Be realistic with how many days a week you know you can work out. Make that a goal. Make that a priority. Stick with it. So that's your exercise, your training program. Second thing is going to be nutrition. So every week, one day a week, the day before you go grocery shopping or even the hour before you go grocery shopping, write out five or six meals that you want to have for dinner, ideas for lunch, ideas for breakfast and snacks. Have that written down, write down your grocery list and go to the grocery store with the plan and buy what's on your list. Don't deviate from it. You've already took the time to plan and prep that idea of what you're going to eat, stick with it, buy it, head out, and then you're set up for success when it comes to nutrition. The last thing I'll say is to be patient with yourself and to give yourself grace. This is probably not the first time you feel like you need to get back on track or you've had a break. This probably won't be the last time you will need a break from whatever it is that's happening. The important thing is, is if you're trying to make this a lifestyle, if you're trying to build new habits, a new way of life, it should be a little bit easier to maintain it. So hopefully you don't have to take as long of a break because this is just naturally what you want to do. Now, of course, things happen. You get injured. You have to travel for work. You have a giant new project that's taking all of your time so your workouts aren't being as good. There are countless things that are going to come up in your life, but for the most part, if you're trying to make this part of your lifestyle and not have it be some crashing fad diet or lose 50 pounds in 10 days, if it's more realistic and you're trying to build this around a healthy lifestyle and building these habits, like that is the best thing you can do is just jump right back in, try your best, don't get discouraged. And again, you're doing this to better yourself. You're making a new lifestyle. There's going to be good days and bad days, period, forever. So don't feel discouraged and join, hop right back in at any time. Each day is a fresh start. Don't hold guilt from the day prior. Okay, I just came across this next question and I just have to talk about it. It says, how long did it take for you to feel strong again in the gym while postpartum? This, oh my gosh. Let me just say the entire first year postpartum after I would say month seven of being postpartum, I finally felt like, oh, I'm starting to feel like myself again. It took seven months for me to even start to begin to feel like me, Brittany, an individual again. And slowly but surely, nine months came around. I felt a little bit better. Ten months. 12 months, you know, a year and a half, I started to feel better and better. I would say I was at a full two years postpartum before I felt 100% like myself again. And it was so fun. Like it's been such a great, that two year to three year mark of feeling like, oh, I have myself back, my personality back, my hormones aren't crazy. I feel like I've worked really hard and I like the results I've gotten. Like just feeling like myself and really proud. This past year has meant so much more to me to be able to enjoy the grueling hard days, the hard work I've put in. It has made it so worth it to be able to feel this way about myself again. And it's taken two years. This is not a three-month thing. This is, you are completely changing your life. You are trying to build these habits, these lifestyles, 
so that it is sustainable, so that in two to three to five years, you can enjoy everything else. And even 10 years down the road, you're still enjoying all of the hard work and the results that you have pushed so hard for and that you never gave up for. Like, I don't know, it means so much more. And I just want to say it has taken so much time. And there are so many days where I'm like, I'm never going to feel like myself again. Like, this is just horrible. So many bad body image days, so many bad mental health days, so many days where I'm physically fatigued. I'm mentally fatigued. I'm stretching myself so thin between being a mom, between work, between being a spouse, between all of the other hats that we have to wear. It is just so exhausting at times. But oh my goodness, once I hit that point where I was like, yeah, I feel like myself again, it was a euphoria. Like I'm just so happy to be where I am now. I'm grateful for all the sacrifices and the hard work that I've put in so that I can reap those benefits now and continuously to live healthy, to help inspire you, to talk to you, to hear your stories. Those help me so much as well. So get up, get active. Like You will always thank yourself for putting time and attention and self-care back into yourself. You are 100% worth the investment and give yourself time, especially if you're postpartum. Like You're in this for the long haul. You have so many years. You have so much time ahead of you. Take your time, invest in yourself, and get to it. This next one is kind of a content-related question. It says, what do you need to film content? What do you think is needed for content creation? Personally, I think a phone to film on and a tripod and then an editing app on your phone. So Splice or CapCut, that is all you need especially to start out. You can take photos and videos on your phone. The quality nowadays is so good. Get a good angle, use a tripod so you can actually get good angles instead of like propping it up on the floor or trying to like have, you know, it propped up on your dresser or on your kitchen table. Like get a good tripod. They're like 20 bucks and then use the phone you have. That is the best thing. It is accessible. The best camera you have is always the one you have on you. So especially if you're just learning or getting into this, Start with something easy. Start with something that you're already a little bit familiar with. Have a process and a routine. And then once you're really into that, you can totally upgrade, get some fancy cameras, get new camera equipment, edit on a laptop, get Final Cut Pro, etc. And the, you know, things move on. But for me, I feel like the only thing you need is a phone and a tripod to start, period. If you want to start, always go for it. Like I am always down for everyone to start their own dreams and to follow them. I feel like this question is always so good to go over because it's this cycle that we are constantly in. It just says, how do you stay consistent and have discipline? I love, first and foremost, that you mentioned consistency and discipline instead of motivation. Motivation is a feeling. It is going to come. It is going to go. It is fleeting. We can be really motivated after seeing a cool video and we we have all these ideas and dreams, but are we actually going to put action to that? Maybe, maybe not. Just because we're moved by something doesn't mean we can put action to it. So having that discipline and those behavior patterns of doing what we said we're going to do and getting it done even when we don't want to. There are so many times when I have so many excuses and it is the harder path to overcome that, to fight that thought process of, oh, I can just chill and do do the easy route instead of going one step further, staying true to myself, aligning with my goals, 
and just getting it done. It is 100% mindset. It is overcoming that laziness and knowing that your future self is going to thank you for what you are about to do. I think it also takes a lot of practice. Like I really have to dig deep some days and sometimes it takes me a very long time to come to the conclusion of, no, I am going to go through with this. Sometimes I set a timer where, okay, in three minutes, I'm going to get up and do this task. Even though I feel really overwhelmed and anxious right now, I can do it. I'm going to start prepping myself. I have this timer when it goes off. I'm going to take action and do it. Writing a list for me also helps just have an idea of what I need to do. But ultimately, It is 100% up to you and you alone to have that discipline to show up and to take those action items and those steps to do what you said you were going to do and consistency. Again, just promising myself to show up and to continuously try to do that for myself again, knowing that it's going to benefit me in the long run. Also, when it comes to consistency, I think that's a relationship within ourselves of we know what we've set out to do is realistic. We're not trying to achieve these crazy things that seem very daunting. I mean, anxiety does come where, oh no, like, you know, we have those, uh, I don't know I should say we, but I have those times where I feel very anxious when I'm trying to do certain things. So I just try to make it very manageable for me and realistic. And that helps me stay consistent because it's easy for me to do. It's not some unattainable goal that I'm trying to do of something ridiculous, but something that I know I can do. So for me, that is some things that helps. And also to note that I am not always consistent or always disciplined. A lot of times I will not be consistent or disciplined. And then I'm like, oh man, I need to get back to it. And I have this push and I use that motivation or use that, you know, excitement to get back in and to keep going and to try to build these habits. Honestly, like if you have habits and routines, it does make discipline and consistency so much easier because it's part of your lifestyle. You're used to doing it every day. Like it almost becomes second nature. So it is easier to show up because you're in the routine of it. So give yourself some time to set that routine, to have patience with yourself as you're trying to build your discipline, build your relationship with yourself and I always say keep showing up, like keep showing up. You will always thank yourself for doing that and time can be your best friend in that aspect of over time, you're going to be able to get your results. So as you keep showing up and putting in that work, you will hit them sooner than you think because you're falling in love with the process, you're getting a new routine, you're creating a new lifestyle and you're going to get results before you know it because you just love the journey in and of itself. The last question of today's podcast is going to say, tips for feeling burnt out at the gym. I feel like I get there and have no motivation. I feel like this is along the same lines. And there were a couple questions about plateaus, you know, not being interested in training anymore. And I have a couple tips or advice, and I hopefully one of these will work for you. The first is going to do, if you're a little bit bored, one, maybe you do need a couple days off from the gym. Maybe you do. Maybe you are the type of person who you have been going consistently for so long. Like take a voluntary day off and away from the gym and do something completely random. Just do it. I don't know. Maybe that's what you need to be able to be excited to get back to the gym and be like, no, I like really missed it. I'm actually excited to go back and train because I skipped yesterday. 
Maybe that is something. Another thing is you can change up your workout split. Maybe you've been doing the same push, pull, legs, and glutes workout for so long. You've been doing the same workouts. You're bored. You need to change it up. I recently was in that position. And so I said, hey, I'm going to run my strength program. And that was so fun to train differently where I'm not going above five reps. I'm really packing on the way. I'm doing a lot of the same exercises, but my goal, my training, my intention is so different than what it used to be of eight to 10 reps. You know, I get tired, but I'm not completely burning out. Instead of training for strength, I'm literally trying to set a PR pretty much every single week of how much weight can I lift? And it is a game. It is a challenge. It is exciting to me and it's getting me really clocked in. So I personally love that. Change it up. Or maybe you're doing strength. Try some hypertrophy. If you're lucky and your gym has other classes, throw in a class one day. Do yoga. Try Pilates. Try acro yoga. Try anything that is sounding remotely interesting to you. That is going to be great. You can also join sports. You can go outside for running. You can play volleyball on the beach or a court near you. Like there's a lot of different ways that you can get up and get active and exercise that isn't in the gym. So maybe you're doing two days in the gym and two days outside doing running or doing pickleball or something else. Like that counts too. You can be creative. There's doesn't have to be this box to fit you in. And the other thing is Stick with your routine. Maybe you're just having a weird week. You know, it's the week before that time of month and things are struggling for you. You know, everything seems heavier. You're just grumpy. You're kind of in a pain. You're bloated. Like, yeah, you're just not into your training right now. You know, there's a million different scenarios for that. Buy some new pre-workout. Buy a new pre-workout glass. Get a new clothes. Get some new shoes. Get something that's going to get you invested in it again. Get a nice pair of headphones. Make a new gym playlist. Like meet a new gym friend. There's so many things. You don't have to always change up your workout routine. You can if you want, if that is something that you need to do. But there's other ways too where you can get invested back into it. Watch some really motivational videos. Whatever type of training style you're in, like get some inspo, get some motivation. Watch those before you go into the gym and go in and crush it and know that you are not the only one. All of us go through that. I've been through so many phases where I'm just like burnt out. Again, like I said, I changed my training style. I did strength, which is so fun. And now I'm going back to more hypertrophy and I'm like, oh, it's so fun. I've missed you for the past eight weeks. So it's really cool. And no, you have the freedom to do whatever it is that you want. And so have fun. Get just movement itself is going to be the cure to a lot of things. So find some fun ways to incorporate that, whatever that's going to be for you. And uh, that is going to wrap up today's podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for being here and listening. Thank you for making this podcast what it is and writing in these submissions. It's been so fun. And I just love this extra way to connect with you, honestly. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Happy Wednesday. And I'll talk to you all next week for some more fun and games. Bye. You're listening to the Fun and Games podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games. Bye. Bye.